From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 14th of November. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the fall of the crypto king. But we'll also be discussing three other incredibly important news stories from around the world. But first, the collapse of FTX. Over the past few days, two names have been circulating in much of the media and especially on Twitter. FTX and its founder, Sam Bankman-Fried. In a little over a week, FTX has gone from a multi-billion dollar titan of the crypto world to bankruptcy. The question being, how? Well, first things first, what exactly is FTX? At its core, FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange, a place where people can buy and sell crypto assets. Now, we don't have time to go into the details about what cryptocurrencies are or how crypto assets work. But thankfully for us, for the sake of recounting FTX collapse, you don't really need to know the details. All you need to know is that FTX were big, and I mean really big. FTX is the world's second largest cryptocurrency exchange, with an estimated 1.2 million registered users. Meaning that FTX, together with rival Binance, possessed the vast, vast majority of cryptocurrency trades around the world. You also need to know that FTX issued its own cryptocurrency token. In effect, its own currency, known as FTT. Now, for the most part, everything here was completely hunky-dory. Early this year, for example, FTX was valued at some $32 billion. So FTX and Bankman-Fried were riding high. That was until last Wednesday. Because on Wednesday, an article appeared on Coindesk, a news site focusing on cryptocurrency issues, suggesting that Sam Bankman-Fried's other cryptocurrency company, Almeida Research, held billions upon billions of dollars of FTT and had used the currency as collateral in loans. In other words, Bankman-Fried's empire seemed to be built out of itself. Almeida Research rested on the FTT coin, a coin that its sister company, FTX, had invented, not an independent asset. From then, the entire edifice started to come crumbling down. Further accusations were made about Almeida Capital in the Wall Street Journal, before Binance, FTX's main rival, announced that they'd sold all crypto tokens linked to FTX in light of recent revelations. This, Binance's move, was the final nail for FTX, and the crypto equivalent of a bank run was then triggered, as customers began withdrawing billions, before withdrawals were eventually halted by the platform. Now, Bankman-Fried desperately tried to find someone who could bail out the company, but ultimately it proved fruitless, because on Friday afternoon, FTX crashed into bankruptcy, filing for Chapter 11 proceedings in the US. Bankman-Fried at one point called the king of crypto took to Twitter, stressing, I am really sorry again that we ended up here. Hopefully I can find a way to recover, I was truly shocked to see things unravel the way they did. Since then, though, the wider cryptocurrency market has taken a big hit. Bitcoin, for instance, has seen its value crash from over £16,000 to 13700 
its lowest value since 2020, although it has since recovered slightly to just over 14,200 at the time of writing. Regardless, though, some have even gone as far as calling FTX's collapse cryptocurrency's Lehman moment, a reference to the collapse of Lehman Brothers back in 2008, a collapse that ultimately triggered the global financial crisis. We don't yet know whether things will be as bad for crypto, but it's certainly not looking great in the market right now. Okay, so that's the biggest story from over the weekend, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. This morning, the UK's Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, signed a revised deal with the French government that aims to reduce the number of people making dangerous channel crossings from France to the UK in order to seek asylum. The number of people making the crossing in small boats this year has surpassed a record 40,000, with many coming from Albania, Afghanistan and Iran. Under the New Deal, the UK will pay France £63 million this year, up from £55 million last year, to cover the costs of increasing French patrols on the coast of northern France by 40%, as well as investing in port infrastructure and better technology to help police identify and intercept boats attempting to cross into Britain. Also under the deal, British police officers will be embedded with, with French police in control rooms and on the beaches. And this is likely good news for the Conservative government, who have been coming under increasing pressure from their own party to reduce the number of channel crossings, with the Home Secretary admitting that the asylum system was broken. The Prime Minister has previously said that there's no single fix to the issue, but the French deal should bring down numbers over time. The Refugee Council, which supports and advocates for refugees and asylum seekers, says that the deal fails to address the factors behind why people might be willing to make such a dangerous journey. But the Conservatives will still be hopeful that this is good news for them politically. Now, there's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us in your podcast app of choice to listen along. Also this weekend, the Turkish city of Istanbul was hit by an apparent terror attack on Sunday as an explosion on a major shopping street killed six people and injured 81 more. Turkey's interior minister has said that a suspect has been arrested and Istanbul police have said that a total of 46 people have been detained. At the time of writing, no group has claimed responsibility for the attack. However, the interior minister accused Kurdish militants from the Kurdish Workers' Party, or PKK, who are based in northern Syria. Now, the PKK have been fighting a decades-long insurgency against Turkey, with the aim of establishing self-rule for Kurds in northeastern Turkey. Turkey, the US and EU all label the PKK as a terrorist organization. Regardless, video footage of the explosion shows people on Istikal Avenue running for cover as a fireball and black smoke billow into the air. The street had previously been targeted in a bombing that killed five people in 2016 by an attacker believed to be linked to IS. Regardless of who's responsible though, President Erdogan described Sunday's bombing as a treacherous attack and vowed that those responsible will be punished. 
Next up, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has today visited the city of Kherson, just a few days after it was liberated by Ukrainian troops. As we've covered in daily briefings before, as well as in an entire TLDR EU video last week, the liberation of Kherson marks a huge blow for Putin and for Russia more generally, with Kherson marking the only provincial capital captured by the Russians since the start of their full-throated invasion of Ukraine back in February. Addressing troops, Zelensky said that we are moving forward. We are ready for peace, peace for all our country. Zelensky also confirmed that investigators had already documented more than 400 war crimes committed in the region by Russian forces since February, remarking that bodies of dead civilians and servicemen have been found. The Russian army left behind the same savagery it did in other regions of the country it entered, going on to say that we will find and bring to justice every murderer, without a doubt. And finally today, we have some positive news from the COP27 climate summit in Egypt. Germany and Kenya have just signed a roadmap for a climate and development partnership. The aims to see Kenya increase its proportion of renewables in its energy system to 100% by 2023, as well as supporting reforestation, sustainable land use, and climate adaption in the East African country. Now, if you enjoyed the story about crypto at the beginning of this video, then you really ought to check out our new channel, TLDR Business, where last week we published a video about the chaos over on Twitter and Elon's mishandling of the social giant. Now, that video and the whole channel are linked below, so you really ought to check them out. But you can also find more from TLDR across the board by just searching for TLDR News on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you want. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also get an extended version of the show every single weekday. Available to watch on Nebula or to stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get an even more extensive briefing every day, then you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service with some of the world's best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and, well, it's always ad-free too. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.